the studio with me this morning. Um, yes. Talking about, well, mentoring and fostering, all of those, helping those young people coming out of foster care. Welcome to Noongar Radio, uh, Monique, Raina and Reese. Kaya, Mark. How are you? I'm oh, very Mark. good. Excellent. Okay, guys. Um, continuing on from our conversation from last week, really, let's talk about um, the work that you do and when you get involved and when people need to probably contact you. Okay. Reese, let's start with you. Let's start with me. Yeah, so uh, normally we would get a referral from uh, the department at seven, eight, and six months. Yeah. And then we would accept the referral and start working with a young person um, that looks like building rapport and things like that until they're 18. And then once they're 18, uh, we take on the referral and we start our intensive case management with them at, at 18. So they have to contact you guys? No, that's the department. The department will send the referral out and then... Um, How will they know? The young people? Yeah. The young people will get told about it by the department. Okay. And what do they have to do? They just have to agree to wanting their support, basically, um, and then the department will reach out to us. Okay. Do the are the young people aware of what sort of support you offer? You get to talk to them before they come on board. They do. So basically, they'll the department will send the referral to us, and then we'll we will make. Um, We'll, we'll reach out to the department. But this is pretty crucial stuff. Like, this is them starting... This is them walking out the door and basically being an adult. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, critical, vital. And they're just 18. 18, yeah. And they've got to make every life decision right then and there. This is pretty crucial stuff. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, literally, we, we play... Uh, I guess a, a role in every single thing in their life from sort of 18 to 21. Yep. Every, everything you can think of. Jobs, car licence. Rent? Home, rent. How, how's it, how does this happen with you? Like when you're working with somebody and you're first talking with them and the they found realisation, oh, look out, I'm an adult now. Well, what I, what I want to emphasise, Mark, is that uh, the work is done prior to them being referred to us by their case managers. So it's a one-on-one -on -one relationship with the young people exiting care with their case manager. So we become involved after the referral and there's a process that we follow that we talk to their case manager or any of those in their support circles to find out about the young person basically and before and we, we, we then after we've done that we have a process that's called onboarding and we don't take any young person if they don't want to be in the home stretch program but our our role is to actually let them know what this what home stretch will offer them from the age of 20, uh, 18 to 21 all right well let's talk about home stress tell us about from the beginning until they move through towards the end how does that work for them well, the services that we do... All those. Okay, so our transition coaches are frontline um, um, members who work one-on-one -on -one with the young people. So we basically can act in the role of an advocate, liaison, and mediate for any of the services. So we can access the resources and the services for these young people. Uh, some of our young people are NDIS, they have plans or they're in the process of uh, formalising that. So we get involved in all, all those um, 
uh, processes or um, management around that to ensure that the young people are supported adequately. And that could include accommodation, housing, education, training, employment, um, culture, uh, legal and finance, uh, a whole range of stuff. We, we actually, as the front line, will walk with those young people. Okay, legal and finance, how does that work? What, what sort of things are you telling them? They've got no money at the time, really. Well, then we'll move in and we'll support them around that and uh, work with them to um, um, gain funding, whether it, whether it be the funding that we have to support them or whether it's with Centrelink. We move in and do that. Um, some of our children are also um, enrolled with the um, with their with their um, land and country and and trusts and so you know we will we will assist them um, to do that and empower them to be able to do that for themselves but we walk with them to do that okay so let's talk about right at the beginning of the program they're they're kids they've got themselves to the end of their kidhood basically yep. they've managed to get there do you assist them making any decisions before they walk out that door finally? Always with an informed choice, Mark. Right. So okay, so we you, provide them with all the information. Um, how do you make sure that they've actually taken on board that information? You know what kids are like? I certainly do, and I remember what Absolutely. I was like when I was that age. I hardly Absolutely. took anything on board. Through experience and through their personal um, support circles and everything else. Uh, we won't make a choice. Even in meetings, if there's interagency meetings, we always in inform our young people if there is a concern of what we're going to do. They're always involved in it because they're adults. Okay, they're no longer under um, government care. They're actually adults and we treat them as such and respect them that way. So they can say yes or no to us anytime. If they say to us, we, no, I don't want to go there. Okay, fine. Okay, so then we then look at what do we need to do to support them around their decision. Right. Okay, and their choice. Okay. This is such a huge subject. And I it is. I, I, it sort is. Of, I sort of don't know what the right questions would be to ask, so I'm just going to keep proceeding along a timeline after they've come on board how do how do you proceed like are they if they're working or they're going to university or maybe they're going to TAFE and they've got all these other sort of things happening around them apart from their involvement yes, in you yes. how do you get involved in their life and make sure that you guys aren't actually what's the word making the choices extra, for them an extra weight on their back okay cool actually I think Reese has got a perfect um um Example that he could use to show it, how, how we work on the layered um, needs yeah. of young people. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Rona. Um, I think we could literally do, as I said, anything last week. But but what that uh, looks like is we can help with homelessness. So what that may be is there's a lot of transitional homes out in um, Western Australia, Perth, um, accommodation like hotel rooms that we do have funding for that we could support for maybe seven, ten days maybe and then look at family that we could... Um, that the young people can look at staying with until we look for something more long term. We've supported young people with who who have siblings in care who are under eighteen, and we've got them reunified back to family. Um, we've supported young people with FIFO jobs, supported them whilst they're up in on the mine site, and that may look like a video call every day just to check in. That mental health support, um, just be, just advocating for for young people, supporting young people with driving licences, or 
basically just every single thing that you can think of that you need between 18 and 21. Okay, <laughs> I've got a request for uh, J- Jimi Hendrix from Blake. Morning, Blake, and everybody else out there still listening to us. We'll be uh, we'll be coming out with a traffic report after this song, and then we'll get back to our conversation. <laughs>
105.9 FM and digital. This is the Traffic Report on Yungar Radio. And it's about 19 minutes past 7 o'clock and I've got Norman from Main Rose Traffic Online. Morning, Norman. What's happening out there? Good morning. Well, unfortunately, we have a crash at the moment. Armadale Road, if you're heading westbound, just before Belia Drive, the left lane is blocked. We do have traffic management in place, and unfortunately, traffic is a little bit heavy on approach. And if we're looking at the freeways, southbound on the Mitchell, busy around Wickets Avenue, Warwick to Reed Highway, and then finally Hutton Street. Northbound, slow around Thomas Road to Angatel Road, and then finally at Leach Highway. Drive safely, and that's the latest from Main Road. Thank you, Norman. Okay, people, I think we'll get back to our little conversation, shall we? So... Let's talk about this case thing that I was talking about from the beginning. How does it work? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to go with Mark, right? Okay. So we yep. got Mark. Yep. Yourself, okay? So the department will come and have a conversation with you. The department. Yes. The department. So child protection. Uh, your caseworker. So you've had a caseworker for say seventeen and a half years. Yep. That person will come and have a conversation with you and explain to you about home stretch and what home stretch do. Then you'll say, mm, oh, I don't know. I think I want to learn more about it. Yep. So then the department goes, Yeah, cool. We'll put in a referral. So we'll put in the referral form to Yorgan up home stretch, and that will come to Monique. Monique will then send that to Gareth, who's our coordinator, mm-hmm. and then that will come. Then Gareth will have will have a meeting. And Gareth will say, yeah, I've got this young fella, Mark. He's 17 and a half. Mm-hmm. He's 18 and six months. You know, this is a little bit about his life. Who, you know, who wants to take on Mark? Mm-hmm. I'll put my hand up and I'll say, yep, yeah, I'll take him on. Yep. So then I'll reach out to your case manager from um, Child Protection. Right. And then we'll, we'll just do a little form about the background of your story, a little bit about who you are, where you've come from, all that sort of stuff for the last 17 years. Mm-hmm. But take that with a bit of, bit of, I guess, a little bit of information. But really, I want to I come and meet you and learn from it's you. Talk about the conversation. Yeah, learn about what Mark's felt like and how Mark's been for the last 17 and a half years. So we'll come out normally with, with the department or your case manager. Um, and then sit down with yourself, whether that's grab a coffee, have a feed, could be down the park, wherever. And we come in with our forms and we say, look, this is a bit about our program. Um, Are you interested? And you say yes. Then we basically just sign a few forms and you're on our program. And And then then what happens? And then from there I say, okay, Mark, when's a good time to meet next week? And you say, yep, yeah, Monday. I say, cool, let's go and meet anywhere you want on Monday. Mm-hmm. And we sit down and we work about we work out, out what you want out of the program. You know, you whatever goals you want. What sort of things do the kids ask? Most things for me, yeah. I don't know about Reiner, is housing. Yeah. Housing's uh, a big one. Yeah. Um, so that looks like supporting a young person, Mark, um, with filling out a, a housing application because a lot of young people have never done that before. Yeah. And then going and speaking to a, a rental property agent um, and then working through those processes. So it really just... Okay. Yeah. It's kind of daunting. It sounds like it to me. And I'm in my 60s. Like, I don't think I'd be that keen on it if I was a kid and I'd be thinking, why do I need to go through all this hassle? What do you do? Yeah, and you're absolutely a right, Mark. It is daunting for our young people. You know, they've been supported for the last 17 and a half... You've been supported for the last 17 and a half years. You've got to know your case manager, and then at 18, 
you're legally an adult mm. and uh, you're on your own. So that's why it was great that the government set up home stretch for these young people to be supported between 18 and 21. And yeah, it is frightening for our young people. And hey, just because they're in care doesn't mean they're any different to other, any other young people. They just want to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. That's all they want to do. And yet here they are. They have to now make adult decisions and they haven't got people around them. Yeah. Um, some of their relationships with their families are fractured. Um, they haven't got relationships with their families, so these young people are on their own. That's why this program is so important. That's why this one-on-one support is so valuable to them because in building the rapport with them, they then get confident to tell us what it is they want. But I think what's interesting, what's so different about home stretch is that this time the young people are going to tell us who they want in their life, who they feel is safe. And, hey, and as an example... You know, it might be um, someone that the department may have considered, no, whereas now there might be a coping strategy that, you know, a local person down the road comforts them. Yeah. You know, a fellow homelessness person. What do you mean by the department saying no? Well, when they're in care, what happens is that the uh, the department or the it will choose who they um, feel is a safe person. But the difference with home stretch is our young people direct that now because they're 18 they're adults so we have to respect that so if they want to engage with family then we do what is called support circles and we we um find out what that is so they then we will build the relationships with those people for them what i'm sort of getting out of that is that the department may have stopped them previously from talking to people is that right no, I'm, I'm. No, I'm not saying that the department would have done that. I'm. I'm not talking oh, for the okay. department. I'm just talking purely for home stretch right, so and what we do as a as as a support service. Okay. So, um, what is great for our young people is that they can actually tell us who they want in their support circles, and what we will do is we'll support them and and building the relationships again. Right. Okay. I think we're going to continue this conversation next week. We need to continue this until uh, we get the whole story out there. Thank That's you great. guys for being on my radio again this morning. Thank, Thank you, Mark. You. Thank you, Mark. Thanks.